from the Center for the Study and Teaching of Writing at The Ohio State University. This is Writer's Talk. I'm Doug Dangler. Over the Rhine is a great Ohio band, and they join us for the second time today on Writer's Talk. They'll be in Columbus at the Lincoln Theater at 8 p.m. on Friday, December 14th, for their, I think, semi-annual show. Tickets are available at Kappa. We're joined today by keyboardist and songwriter Linford Detweiler. Welcome. Thanks for having me. I think this is your second year in a row for a Christmas show. And uh, tell us what we can expect at this year's show. Well, uh, we're bringing a, a wonderful quartet uh, with us, so four musicians total, um, an amazing upright bass player named uh, Byron House, who uh, tours with a lot of people. He's part of uh, Robert Plant's Band of Joy with Buddy Miller and Patty Griffin right now, and and he's played on a number of our records. Um, and then we're bringing a multi-instrumentalist from Cincinnati, named Nicholas Redina, and he plays percussion and a Puerto Rican instrument, uh, the quattro, and nylon string acoustic guitar and electric guitar and so forth. So there's a lot of good colors and textures on stage. And, um, you know, Karen and I have recorded uh, two Christmas records. Um, the first was called The Darkest Night of the Year, and our most recent was called Snow Angels. And we're working on a third that we hope to have out at the end of 2013, and that record's going to be called uh, Blood Oranges in the Snow. So we have quite a bit of original uh, Christmas music and songs that we've written over the last two decades, and um, we'll be trying some of the new stuff out on our audiences this, this December and, you know, dipping back into... Uh, a couple of other Christmas and holiday releases, as well as uh, our catalog. What are the must-play songs that you'll be bringing this time that you think any time that you play around the holidays, or better yet, in Columbus, <laughs> you're going to be bringing out? That's a good question. I, I hope we're not one of those bands that, that has to play a particular song for people to uh, you know, not demand a refund at the end of the night. <laughs> but um, I think our, our fans do embrace... Um, you know, our records sort of as complete statements and don't get hung up on um, just one or two songs. But um, that being said, there are a couple of, um, you know, over-the-Rhine Christmas classics <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that I think people do sort of expect to hear. Um, one of those songs, All I Ever Get for Christmas is Blue, uh, just showed up on a list in the L.A. Times recently of... Um, Saddest Christmas songs ever? Question mark. <laughs> and John Prine and Merle Haggard uh, and some other great songwriters had songs listed in that list, and um, I didn't even think it was our saddest Christmas song, but um, it is one that a lot of people uh, do ask for. So we we usually uh, tuck that one in for sure. What What was there that attracted you to write? something like this the sad christmas songs what's the background behind those well karen says that we're trying to in- invent a new genre of, of music called uh reality christmas music mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> and karen of course is my partner in crime and and uh my co-writer and singer in the band um but you know i think christmas is uh um a beautiful uh, but often conflicted time of year for many. 
and um, you know, it's just a bittersweet time of year, or, or a downright heartbreaking time of year for for many of us. Um, you know, there are people who have uh, spouses in the military, so there's an empty empty chair at the table. Um, you know, families don't always stay together, so things get complicated. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of pressure on people to sort of, you know, get on board with our consumer culture, and, and there's a lot of pressure there um, to sort of, you know, fit in. And, and uh, um, I lost my father for almost almost five years ago now, and, um, you know, it's just, uh, yeah, those empty seats at the table or just, you know, family stuff. Karen says when it comes to, you know, going home for these big holidays, she says, uh, tie a rope around my waist, I'm going in. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and uh, I think we just wanted to acknowledge, um, you know, the fact that it's, it's uh, it's a beautiful time of year. I think for me, what I love about Christmas is it does take me back to um, so many strong early childhood memories, you know. And my first experiences on stage, actually, in front of an audience, were as a child at Christmas time and these little Christmas pageants, you know, that small towns would put on. Right. Every self-respecting kid in the 70s would get out their flannel bathrobe and take the belt off and use it for a headband so that they could, you know, stand there like an authentic Middle Eastern shepherd. And, um, you know, we would sing this music that was music that was only uh, played at a certain time of year, and it felt like something a little sacred and, and magical was happening. And, you know, we lose that, uh, that um, sense of possibility that we had as children, I think, as we get older. And so there's sort of a longing to get back to that place where, um, you know, magical, magical stuff could happen. Uh, I'd like to switch a little bit from the Christmas stuff to just asking you about your own stuff. Your most recent album, I think, is The Long Surrender. Uh, mm -hmm. What's new in the pipeline? Are there new things coming out? Or you said you were writing a Christmas song for next year. I'm sorry, a Christmas album for 2013. Is there also, a, 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 we hope, a new album of original material from Over the Rhine? Uh, yes, there is. Um, Karen and I moved outside of Cincinnati about seven years ago and bought an old uh, pre-Civil War farmhouse, a brick house that was built in the 1830s out here in Highland County, sort of in the rolling fields, uh, one of the first houses built in this area, surrounded by a few tall trees that the uh, pioneers planted, <laughs> and um, a lot of wide open country, and it's kind of our refuge from the road. You know, we were taken by a lot of American artists and writers that sort of found a specific piece of earth to call home. Uh, um, you know, you think of people like Robert Frost, or Thoreau, or even Wendell Berry or Georgia O'Keeffe, and you sort of think immediately of a specific place um, that's associated with their writing. And for us, you know, we, we chose to stay rooted here in Ohio. And um, this farm has uh, become our place where we, uh, you know, regroup and, and get our work done. And um, a song cycle began to revolve loosely around this place um, and 
and uh, we want to collect some of those songs now onto uh, a new record that we're just tentatively uh, calling The Farm. So uh, hopefully in 2013 you'll see uh, two releases from Over the Rhine, um, The Farm, and then Blood Oranges in the Snow. What songs do you play when you can't sleep? Yours or somebody else's? You're out in the farm and <laughs> um, it's quiet. You can't sleep. You're wandering around. You sit down at your piano. What comes out? Well, if uh, if Karen and I aren't rehearsing, um, which I do love the sound of, you know, people singing together and playing instruments in, in a home. So um, I don't know what the pioneers were doing when they first moved here, but... Uh, there's a lot of music in the house now. Um, but, you know, that's that's work. Our own music is our, our life's work. Um, so I don't particularly think of, of relaxing when I'm working because we're always uh, being a little bit analytical of what we're doing and, and um, you know, making sure things are sounding the way we want them to sound. So I would always go to somebody else's music that would allow me to, you know, just take a deep breath and disengage and, and receive something. So, uh, yeah, if I sit down at the piano, um, I mean, that being said, if I'm playing, um, I often will just improvise and let, let things just start coming out. Um, Funny thing is, I don't think of that as my own music, really. I'm just, I'm just letting things happen in front of me. Now, my last question is uh, sort of a personal indulgence here. One of my favorite songs of yours features you in lead vocals. It's called Don't Wait for Tom. I've always wondered about the lyrics in the song, if there is a particular person that you had in mind when you wrote it, you don't have to say who it is, but I was wondering if you could talk just a little bit about that song. Excellent. Well, I can't, uh, I, I won't uh, try to be fancy. I'll just come out with it. Um, most of that song spilled out uh, the morning after we had seen Tom Waits perform mm-hmm. uh, for the second time. And we're huge fans. And uh, we had just seen another amazing uh, performance where he sort of embodies disappearing America, you know, the, the street preacher and the vagabond and, and uh, the circus performer and all that. And uh, I don't know, we were just kind of basking in the afterglow and these words started spilling out and um, we just kind of collected them into a a little bit of a rant and a rave and Karen grabbed a cookie sheet and started hitting it and uh, I sat down at an old upright piano that had tacks on the hammers and started kind of banging this thing out and uh, it's a little bit of a stomp and it's our tribute to uh, one of America's great songwriters, Tom White. Yeah, it sounds like a great way for a cookie sheet to maybe meet its end in the production of a song. <laughs> She did uh, destroy a few, I must admit. <laughs> All right. Well, Linford Detweiler, I thank you very much for talking to us today uh, on Writer's Talk, and we look forward to you being in town on Friday, December 14th with Over the Rhine and Karen Burquist. So thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. And I should mention that we have a great opening act that night, a singer-songwriter named Ben Soli, a great cellist, cellist who's uh, toured with Bela Fleck and many others. Um, and he's got his own 
songs that he'll be offering as well. Oh, that's excellent. Thanks for letting me know about that. You bet. Have a great day. Okay, nice talking to you. You've been listening to Writer's Talk from the Center for the Study and Teaching of Writing at The Ohio State University. For more from Writer's Talk, visit www.writerstalk.org. Until next time, this is Doug Dangler. Keep writing.